Hey everyone, it's Elisa Morse, and I'm welcoming you to The Network, the podcast where we talk about all things CAPS Network and profession-based learning. Um, I wanted to take a few moments to tee up this episode because it is part two of the Beloved Community episode where Corey gets to talk to this amazing educator named Magaga Enos. And if you if you were able to catch the first episode, you'll have learned a little bit of the backstory, um, a little bit of the inspiration for Magaga to become an educator. Um, in that first episode, Magaga shares this beautiful story about his mother and how her experiences as a young woman in Kenya, but also um, as a single mother, have really influenced the purpose that Magaga has for his work. Um, the other piece is that, and this kind of teased up um, the continued conversation in this episode, Magaga shared a few examples of how he is really working to shift the tone and the methodology of education in his community. So we left off the last episode with Magaga sharing an example of his biology class and how he is prompting his students to think about biology, you know, a common subject, in such a way that is pretty unique and revolutionary for his community. He's asking his students to consider the organs of the body as if they were those organs, right? As if, as if those, that was their identity. So he's asking the students to talk about themselves, i.e. as the, or as the organ, as the heart, the liver, the lungs, whatever, um, to really think about the, the relationship between those organs to, to think about, you know, if I were the heart, what would my top, what would my function be? What would my purpose be? And I think that's a really interesting play on, and he even mentions this, on how to get students thinking about self and thinking about um, being aware of their place within um, an ecosystem, within a community. And so I'm just so drawn to how Magaga really paints a picture of education in a holistic way. Um, and I I kind of wanted to tee that bit up. And one, to remind you a little bit about the conversation within the first episode, but two, to kind of lead into some of the conversation and some of the things that Magaga shares in episode two. So without further ado, here are Corey and Magaga on the network. Thank you. Oh, and you know what I discovered is that it's just... Um, we always learn of, because I remember even the most the, the the element that I practiced last time of even in telling students to imagine a cow. Right now, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that because I want it to be like open ended. I would create an environment for students to think of what they would imagine that could help them learn this. It's like making it open just to create to create an environment where they can also create because you know. Asking them to imagine is like limiting them. So I think learning is a continuous process. And every time, every day with sharing, you get to 
realize that it's beautiful when you maintain an open mind mm. and discover new things. Well, I love that too, because it's, you know, you're, uh, and why should I be surprised that you're continuing to find ways to take it to the next level? That, that idea of uh, the student, the student having the ultimate power to design their own learning, you know, you kind of give them the, here's what we're trying yeah. to get to, but you get to come up with your own example or your own way of relating and then we'll work with you to figure that out. Um, yeah. That's incredible. Well, so let me ask you this, Magaga, because the people that, uh, a lot of the folks that listen to our podcast are either directly connected to our CAPS program. They're either teachers in a classroom or a learning space, or they're administrators, um, principals, or superintendents of schools that that organize the activity, or they're out in our ecosystem of, of folks that are trying to push the system to, to be different, to engage students in a real way connected to industry, connected to, um, I guess, what we would call the real world a little bit more. Let's let's have a little thought experiment here. So how, how would we best, how could you envision CAPS or elements of what we do with CAPS or the people that are connected to CAPS that may be listening now, how could we best support you and your students in doing more of the magical things that Magaga does? Like, how do we, how do we pour some fuel on your fire, buddy? What does that look like? Well, um, to begin with, what you're doing right now is just magically its own way that is exposing your listeners, which I was until now, and I'm still going to be a listener uh, to different individuals, uh, professionals in the field of education who are doing amazing things. And I realized that when we focus, when we look at the world with an open mind to share and also learn, we realize that you can grow at different levels. So through CAPS podcasts, I am just uh, happy to, to meet and listen to people and learn from people who also have so much to add into our practice that's now. Because I, like for instance, just to mention, uh, last time you had Lene yeah. join you and um, I was just really much, uh, right, uh, I was so much, Touched and with the element, and I found this really amazing of partnering with learners when we continue because it's mostly about them. So we, if we can find a way of partnering with learners in creating a learning space, then I think we are moving towards a great environment and building a beloved community because we know that education is to make the young generation better. So meaning it's about them. It's about having them feel like they're really important in the process and going forward. So I think when we are, when this, when you bring this close to our doors, like, you know, I'm right here in Kenya and I'm sitting here watching and, and, and listening to people like that, then I'm telling you that I'm growing great and, and I'm going back to share my community how best we can look at this different angle and continue improving on our practice. So I think CAPS does that so way in ways that I feel like really great. Now, uh, when I look at, um, uh, when I was trying to look at CAPS network, and I think you also kind of engage yourself and your audience and also with people that are connected with quality conversations that leads to 
how best education practices can be effective um, to, to the learners and also to, our, to, the, to yeah. the teachers, the educators. And I think those are the conversations that Magaga would be willing and really much looking forward to joining and taking part in and also looking at how best he can grab points from there and bring back to the community and share. Now, this has been happening. The moment I started this, the moment I started doing this, sharing with my community all that I learned, I want to mention that I've been part of this um, move, uh, this part of this soft design lab from um, Springhouse School is a school in the United States, and 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 where we just meet different educators and talk about building a beloved community in school. And guess what, Corey? This was of so much importance in my practice, especially in 2020. Yes. You know, COVID was everywhere, and if you really go back and even google in kenya schools after covid the students were forced back and there were no breaks going through and and and, and learning was just intense no breaks no no sports no physical activities so mm. so much stress mm -hmm. levels in learners arose so much and, and they were speaking about it but they felt like teachers were not listening and then they opted now to ban down school to touch schools and schools were touched all over Kenya, and until the government um, uh, called for a sudden closure of all schools because it was getting wow. really out of control. But you realize the problem was the problem was there was there was a disconnect in most of the schools and the teachers and the administration and the management. Students were, you know, we have this. I don't know why we tend to take learners. Most of us, unfortunately look at learners at people who should only take instructions and orders and do as they are told forgetting that these learners also have got their mind and they have got that creative thinking and they have something to add into the process so when we when we tell them what to do all the time we have no time to listen to them but if we had time to listen to them and talk to them and get to feel what they're feeling and 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 and, and, and work together then we are going to be a beloved community and I think it came to the right time because I just happened to have participated in a conversation of how to build a beloved community in school. In our school at Beats, I was like, okay, guys, we are really amazing at doing this. Our kids are really great, but I think there are some things you can do with them. And they may not make sense, but trust me, they're going to make really much sense. Like, do you mind, can you imagine us teachers just going there to the field and singing with the girls together, having fun, and us and, and teachers going there at the dining hall and eating with the girls together and sitting around. So in my classes, I was like, okay, what are other interactive measures that I can uh, incorporate in my teaching? Let's like, when I was teaching, like in biology, we could do like a circle and ensure that everybody can speak. And we play this game and then I have, Name six organelles. They name six, six, six. Then somebody else like round like this. So you make it all interactive in a cycle. So every learner feel like she's special and she's going to talk. In at the end of the lesson, she's going to talk. So we we we. So I think those are elements that really saved us all that time when all schools like in small town where I teach. Thirty schools out of only forty two were banned. But our school survived mm. that. And I think it has to be an element, the environment that we created. And all these were ideas that, you know, somebody said somewhere and somebody was a painting a picture and you give 
get to think about it, say, well, I think it makes sense. And then we come here and we think about it. So when it has been working, what has happened is that I, I, I started, it's really hard thing to start at the beginning because it's not, it's not always a, a swift way of movement. Uh, I remember starting a workshop, teachers workshops, online workshops where we discuss things, situations, and also um, practice, teaching practices that actually are going to bring a very, very productive learning environment where fun and seriousness are not mm, mutually yes. exclusive. They can exist, they can coexist. We can still be serious yes, and amen. still have fun and learn. Amen. So that is really amazing. So when, when we do that, it's, I remember, I remember this happening so well, but I also remember this backfiring oh, no. so bad. <laughs> At some point. There's always, yes, there's always yes, going to be yes, a backfire. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's a backfire. Like, uh, I remember when you're doing this because it's found where I was so much curious to learn about how to bring fun into school. So I even enrolled with um, New England uh, Institute of Teachers to study about arts integration in science, took a certificate course. And I did that and I, it was so much productive. I realized that even arts can be integrated in sciences. You can integrate things like poems, songs, yeah. drawing in sciences and can also further yeah. understanding of science. And I think that was really amazing. And I think, I thought like, this is not something to keep for myself. No, this is something I need to go outside there and share with every school that I know in my list. So I was walking in every <laughs> primary school with my bike and I was like, hey, I'm a gaga. And I got a thing we got. Can I, can I share with the principal's office? And I could get there and we could share with the principal and they could be welcoming some. And others could be, oh, because I think you have a problem. You've talked so much with, you know, with the whites and they're polluting your mind and you think like like you like you the system like pampering pampering students so much and i was like i was in my rest was like i think what you're trying to say is that you need more time to think about it which is okay <laughs> i love it <laughs> yeah so it's it's amazing so getting back to cups I think this is a platform because when I'm, thank you so much for sharing the clip, the video that uh, uh, Alisa, uh, that you had made about CAPS Network. And I took time to watch it and I've watched my staff in my community at Beats for organization. And we could identify elements. And some of the elements could identify really tell as much where we are headed to, where we want to go. Because where we want to go we want to create an environment that promotes global mm. citizenship, where learners can embrace empathy, can develop empathy for different cultures, can also be great self-advocates, because it is so much important for us, for girls to have the confidence to actually speak for themselves, because it is only through them. When I was in high school, when I was in campus, during my special needs education, they used to say, nothing about us without us. So nothing about the special needs people without them. So, so if we want to speak about girls, the problem that girls face, we have to be effective by thinking of ways to bring the girls in the picture so they can also speak about these things. Then it will be more really effective. So. So when, when we think of how best to tackle and make an impact in society, 
And what comes to my mind is how best to empower the girls to actually speak for themselves about the challenges they face and not just speaking for themselves, also brainstorm on the possible solutions to the problems that they face. And I think this is really effective. And, 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 and this comes back to empowering young yeah. learners to have a voice, self-advocacy, leadership and creative thinking skills. And if I look at all what CAPS Network is about and what the, the kind of skills you're trying to impart onto the learners and students, and it all comes back to this big umbrella and how amazing to be covered uh. in this amazing umbrella. Well, that, that's uh, an amazing vision that you have. I, I now have this image in my head of Magaga as the, um, <laughs> like almost like a spiritual leader for things like CAPS, you know, going around and uh, being evangelical about what this means, uh, trying to convert others along the way. And uh, I mean, just amazing, amazing stuff. Uh, you know, typically, Magaga, we we ask a question about kind of a big vision and a moonshot. And I think you just over the last uh, few minutes have given us that answer of getting uh, young girls the opportunity to be self-advocates, to be able to understand what's going on around them, to learn their own way. Uh, and also just I, I see this vision of Magaga, the CAPS instructor. And I think we're going to have to figure this out, my friend. We're going to have to figure out. And I think we're on a path to figuring out how to have uh, you being a teacher in our network, connecting to others in our network, learning, as you've said, you know, learning from watching the film or watching or connecting with, uh, you know, myself and Elisa, but now all these other educators that we're connected to. But I think it's also learning from you, learning from your experiences, um, having you be able to feed us with your ideas and strategies once you have a chance to see more of what is possible through a framework like CAPS. It's getting your creative mind onto how these activities play out or how you make connections with uh, people that are in business in your community. Uh, and then we're able to access your innovative mind. And so uh, I just want to take a moment to thank you for taking the time, but more importantly, thank you for all that you're doing for the girls in your community. It is truly incredible and inspiring. So thank you, my friend. Wow, you're welcome. And thank you too for doing this. I think it's incredible, actually. It's really amazing. And don't just think about it. Technology makes things really possible. I'm speaking with you and looking at you from Kenya and you're right there and I think it's great, I know. right? It's, it really is amazing. and. It, it gives me a lot of hope and energy around what's possible because uh, it's so easy now to make these connections and we can be strategizing and sharing yeah. resources and learning from each other uh, instantaneously just in time. And so that's really cool. Well, Magaga, uh, thank you so much. Uh, can't wait to see you again in person some point soon. It sounds like you may be coming to the United States here in the spring, and that would be an amazing opportunity. And of course, we look forward to connecting you in other ways to more members of our network. Um, so uh, everybody that's listening, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I hope you've drawn some inspiration from a, a place that's not right next door to us, but uh, where the mentality and the approach uh, of people like Magaga are uh, truly in the spirit of what we do with CAPS. 
And I hope that that uh, gives you hope for what we're going to be able to accomplish together uh, across geographies and the ability for us to continue to push and change and, and uh, truly hit a tipping point to change the face of education as we know it. So for all you out there, keep doing the work, keep pushing, keep driving. Uh, we're so inspired by what we see you doing. And until we come back to you with another episode and another awesome guest, uh, be happy, be productive, and go make an impact on the world. Positive impact. Love to you all. <laughs>